what's up? It's your host Tori and who is ready to be petty? Welcome back to a brand new episode. Nick is here and we're going to talk all about our favorite Disney Channel era and I test Nick on some Tory slang which I thought was really fun. I think that that was something that I was known for in like high school and uni just having like wild abbreviations and slang that people would want to copy. <laughs> I'm just kidding no one wanted to copy it but I feel like as I'm getting older it's just kind of like not used as much because I work at like an office and stuff and I'm trying to be a professional (laughs) so it's fun to kind of lean back into that as I've mentioned a thousand trillion times and I swear to god this is the last one it is almost RTBB's two-year anniversary I'm gonna drop that episode on Halloween If you have a favorite moment or bit or story that I've told on the podcast in the past two years, DM me and I will include it in this special clip show that I'm creating. And if you don't know what a clip show is, even though it's pretty self-explanatory, I'm basically just going to include some fun clips and discuss, I don't know, and reflect on them because you know this podcast is all about reflection. Anyways, it's a really fun episode, and without further ado, here's my conversation with Nick. And we're back with a very special guest. Nick is here. Nick, how are you? I am so excited to be back. (laughs) I wasn't kicked off the podcast for ranting about cheese last time. I feel like that just earned (laughs) me a spot back sooner than I deserved. Um, I was also listening to your last few podcasts because i become like a podcast stand since the last time I was here. And uh, the last podcast I listened to, you had Laguna Biatch, and she has like 60,000 followers. So you just got like somebody big, and I was like, here's my friend (laughs) who has no credibility. Nick is back. (laughs) I love it. I love following that up. (laughs) Yes. Oh, my God. That's such a good point. No, all guests are created equal. But no, I know. Like, I also was like, wow, this is like such a big score. And then like... (laughs) no no, but like I do get it it's like it's like oh it's my friends that have like a couple hundred followers and stuff but that's okay because everyone brings something special to each podcast yes and I bring no knowledge of Laguna Beach but I do bring (laughs) knowledge of what we're talking about today good um just to like check in how have you been doing since we last recorded well so we're just talking about this and it's been so I mean, it's been so short, but it felt like it feels like it's been so long because that was like end of July, early August, and now we're in like the end of October. And here in the states, like COVID is obviously spiking again. And as a teacher, like that's something that's like constantly on my mind. And I'm like so sick and tired of being on Zoom every day. So my school is both remote and in person, and I feel like comfortable with it now. But it genuinely is just like exhausting so I was like you know I need to take like a step back from just like being involved with like the internet (laughs) so I feel like I like went ghost for like the entire month of August to get ready for school and as like a social studies teacher and the election coming up in like less than two weeks it's really exhausting because everybody wants to like just talk to me about it and I had to teach it to my students for like three hours of the day so by the time I go lunch with my like fellow teachers or I come home and like my friends or my parents want to talk about it, I'm just like spent. 
and I know it's not something that we can afford to be like not wanting to talk about but it's just like draining on every level to be like I have to rehash like this again um so I'm very glad to be here today to talk about like non and well yeah not important stuff um and I, it's been like the highlight of my week I have two non-alcoholic beverages I promise <laughs> um for anybody who listens <laughs> it's not 3 30 on a Friday and we're just here to chat <laughs> Yes, I'm so excited to go back to our first episode that we recorded together. Have you been listening to Folklore more now that it's kind of fall season? I listened to it, I think, like a ton in early September when I was like driving back to school. I feel like I listened to it a lot more, obviously a lot more after we podcasted, but at a much like higher ratio, even though when we did the first time. But I feel like I've fallen off as of late and I've kind of returned to like all too well Taylor Swift because I just always go for that in the fall time and kind of rediscovering some of like her other like tracks that I didn't pay attention to the first time. So like Afterglow on Lover I've been like jamming to um, and even I think it's called like Last Kiss when she wrote about Joe Jonas because I didn't realize it was about him. Um, but yeah, I think, you know, it's a still equally as great of an album, but trying some different obviously different music terrain, different Taylor Swift terrain, and I'm sure I'll come back to it soon enough. <laughs> totally. Yeah, I re... <laughs> Not that I didn't listen to it, but I was like, I'll revisit this in the fall because, yeah, like I mentioned a million times on the podcast, I was just too much in like a fun, like boppy summer mood. And yeah, now I'm like depressed and <laughs> living amongst like literally the backdrop drop of her album so yeah I've been really listening to it a lot as of late I like listening to it kind of even after the fact now that I'm in like a different headspace because I've been enjoying a lot of songs like more like the first time we talked I think I we both kind of like crapped on hoax a bit but I actually like vibe with hoax now I'm like this is actually a pretty good like album ending track and I don't know if that's like a hot take now or if it's aged well um and the bonus track the lakes obviously when that came out I like immediately like snapchatted you or something and I was like I listen to this I like lakes too so um epiphany and seven still haven't grown on me but all the other tracks are still I I get on with totally I do think we got a lot of flack for hating on hoax which is like so ridiculous but (laughs) Um, I still, it's still not a top one for me. So whatever. Well, I grew, I grew and changed, so don't hate on me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So today we're going to be talking about a lot of like teen pop star news. We got a request to talk about the Disney Channel and kind of some drama that's been going on there. So I'm very excited to do that. I really wanted to talk about like teenagers and like Gen Z just like living their lives right now because I'm constantly annoyed by them or in awe or scared I don't know I haven't decided <laughs> well when you work with them every day when I saw that we were going to be talking about Gen Zers I was like yes I have this you know I am an expert on something this is why I'm here <laughs> true true yeah I cannot wait to get your insights and then we're also going to talk about some slang that I use because as Nick alluded to he's been listening listening to a lot of the pod and there was one word in one episode that I used that really threw him for a loop. I, I, I was driving in my car and I literally had to pull over onto the side of the road and immediately stop, obviously, like, obviously stop what I'm doing because I'm going to text and drive, but then text Tori and be like, 
You did not just use a peppy mo as a replacement for peppermint mocha. Did you just say sarcastically? I love the peppy mo. I was like, oh, here we go. I thought that was a universal term. (laughs) And then Tori fact checked with an ex Starbucks barista, and he didn't even know what she was talking about. So I claim victory. Yeah, which is like honestly fair because I also tweeted at Starbucks, the U.S. and Canadian Twitter accounts, and no one got back to me. So <laughs> like maybe I'll try again. Our DMs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> so, uh, as I mentioned before, there's been a lot of teen pop star news. Uh, Justin Bieber and Ariana Grande just came out with two new songs. Have you listened to "Lonely and Positions"? So I listened to Lonely, I don't even know when it dropped. I think probably last Friday on, like, my way to work. It's very odd. And then I tried to, like, play it again last week in the car when I had, like, a friend in the car. And they asked me to turn it off. Oh, my God. <laughs> and, yes, I, I listened to Positions probably, like, on my way to work this morning. And then I listened to it again on my way home because I was like, I need to, like, check that, like, mood again. Um, yeah, and I have thoughts. I'm ready to share. Oh my goodness. Okay. Lonely um, with Justin Bieber, like he also performed on SNL. It's uh, He did a music video with Jacob Tremblay, fellow Canadian, like another child actor. I literally have never heard of this man before. And then Justin Bieber was either on like Twitter or Instagram, like thanking him for being a part of this journey. And I was like, Oh, that's who? wild. He was in that really famous, like, Oscar-nominated video with Brie, uh, movie with Brie Larson. I don't know who Brie Larson is. Oh, my God. The Marvel, <laughs> the new Marvel. Oh, oh, yes. the Captain Marvel. Yes, Wait, yes. He, she she was in. Um, no, no. She was in a movie with Jacob Tremblay. When oh, Jacob, he acts? Yes, he's an actor. Oh, I thought he was, like you know, like, this generation's, like, dance mom standout child. Like, I just oh, didn't understand wild. the connection. Because I know that the chick from Dance Moms, like, those Thea's stuff. So I figured she yes, was just, like, Maddie Ziegler. Justin Bieber's version. Oh, my God. That is so funny. No, he's, like, a well-known actor. He, like, attends, like, all the red carpets and stuff because he was in, yeah, a really heavy movie with Brie Larson where he was, like, kidnapped. Good for the youth. Yeah, honestly, it's a song that like I really appreciated from Justin, but like I won't listen to like on my own. Like it was good to watch the music video and like I think it's really him like opening up and his first time that he kind of apologized for being a dick for like those five years. Did he apologize though? Because he kind of was like, look, I know I was like sick. I don't think he was talking about like actually being like physically sick, just like mentally wasn't in the right place. Um, But then he was like, nobody checked on me because I was like in the spotlight and I was lonely. So it was kind of like fair to not like, he shouldn't have to apologize for it, but it was kind of like a bit half-assed. Totally. And it wasn't believable. And it was just kind of like, okay, like this is what celebs always do when they have like either like a snafu or like a ring of a streak of bad behavior but now now I feel with the release of this song it is like more I don't know vulnerable or like I just believe that he was struggling more which you shouldn't have to like 
second guessing if someone is struggling is like a gross thing that I feel like people do a lot, but oh, especially with celebrities, Absolutely. totally. Because people are always like, oh, they're just covering or making excuses for their bad behavior. Like I make excuses for my bad behavior all the time and nobody checks me on it. Yeah, honestly, me too. But I, I will say I liked it from like a Justin Bieber's, like he's very introspective on it. And I feel like Justin Bieber's best work, if you go back to like 2014, I don't know what the album is called, but like songs like Sorry or Love Yourself. Those are very introspective songs. And that's where I feel like he constantly hits the mark. I don't like Justin Bieber's work when, and this is such a dated reference, but when he's like, if I was your boyfriend, I never let you go. Or just like the, the works where he's like trying to like be like a player or something. I don't know how to like phrase it, but I like Justin Bieber on this type of like song arrangement than I do on his like more commercial pop. And usually the commercial poppy stuff is like when he's being like douchey. Mm-hmm. I literally remember, and I think we're going down a, a long tangent <laughs> as as per usual. with me and you? Yeah, no way. <laughs> Who would have thought? <laughs> but like, I feel like when he was becoming famous and like super famous I was like he's never gonna be one of those douchey pop stars because of like his upbringing and his Canadian roots and stuff like that and then he was like awful but yeah I'm just happy to see him back here's my two petty pieces on the song because there are some one I hate when a song get introduced and it's like Justin Bieber it's, Be- it's Bieber featuring Benny Blanco and like, re- do we really need to introduce like Benny Blanco? Like, did he just create the background music? Like, I don't need like a 2020 David Guetta. Like, just be like, it's Justin Bieber's song. And then we can credit Benny Blanco on like the producing track or if it wins a Grammy. Like, he doesn't need to be produced or like shouted out now from the hilltops on the radio. Um, because like, again, what did you do? The And then the other issue I have with it is like the background track isn't really there at all it's very acoustic feeling which is again why benny blanco shouldn't get credit for this because he literally like did the bare fucking minimum and is getting credit like i want credit when i do that i want other people to get credit when they do that i think that whoever is like in production here maybe it's like scooter braun or whatever the group is i think they also have like an affiliation with mason ramsey the walmart yodel child because when they bring in the yodeling on oh my like, it's not necessary, Justin. Like, you don't need to be so, really. Did anybody else notice that it's misplaced in the song and it's not necessary? It's like, why are we yes. randomly, like, putting, like, four uh, consonants of O's in the middle of this word? Yes. <laughs> I weirdly agree with that. I also weirdly think that they do, didn't they sign him? Like, I think that's they actually, did, that's like, what I'm yes. saying. Like, I think, like, that Scooter Braun legitimately signed Mason Ramsey, who was whatever in Walmart. And I think like they're trying to like be like, oh, you remember when the American public loved that a year and a half ago? Well, let's bring it back. Oh my like, God. <laughs> this is such a wild conspiracy theory, but I'm actually like on board with it. It's, other people have to have noticed this. The, the, he doesn't like yodel or elongate words anywhere else in the song other than lonely. And I get that like lonely is the like title of the song. So you want to make it stand out. But why are we on this like no background like bass track and suddenly he's like gurgling in his voice? Yeah. No, that's really, really interesting. I 
I haven't seen on the internet and I'm always on the internet any <laughs> notes about that. So like you Maybe need to break that bring it news. Up. That's what I yes. my followers. And I 100%. <laughs> yes. And then next time I'll be like begging you to come onto the podcast <laughs> and you'll like turn me down or something. But yes, I, like I, I think there's a Mason Ramsey connector. Because didn't Justin Bieber like feature on Little Naz's X song, Old Town Road with Mason Ramsey? Right, like they did a remix of it. Yes. yes. And I swear there's pictures out there of like Mason Ramsey and Justin Bieber. And if we're talking about Justin Bieber's growing up roots when he got discovered on YouTube, like Mason Ramsey could be like a little version of Justin Bieber without the sex appeal. Zero sex appeal. <laughs> oh well, my God. No like 12 year old human should have the sex appeal. But like the 12 year olds who were looking at Justin Bieber as a 12 year old, like saw that in him. I don't think there's any 12 year old that looked at Mason Ramsey and sees the same thing. Yes. And I just want to clarify that is exactly That's what, what I, I meant. <laughs> yeah. Like I just want to, I just want to put it on the record before I get canceled. Maria and I would like to triple down on that. <laughs> yeah. Oh my goodness. Um, and then Positions came out and I'm just like, I'm immediately obsessed. Oh, okay. You're I not? Feel like it was a bit lazy of her. <gasps> <laughs> I would like to hear your point first, though. It's just a bop. I, I think that you and I look at music different. I think like you care about the quality and I'm like, am I having a good time? <laughs> like, so I do agree with that because Ariana Grande all of her background tracks are fire. Like, so when we were just shitting on Justin Bieber's background track, I have no issues with Ariana Grande. It's very fun. And I was like, you know, you can't see me dancing right now, but I was like dancing to it like in my car. But like lyrically, I don't know. Yeah, I, I get that. that position, though, yeah. <laughs> it doesn't even use her signature. Yeah, like it wasn't like any of that like diva, like pump up shit. It was kind of like, I'm at home doing this and then we're upstairs doing that I don't know it's fun so that's I feel like that's why I like it but yeah I get what you're saying like is it she has really really deep songs like we always talk about ghosting in our group chat but it's like she has really really like lyrically strong songs but like I don't need I don't need that for a pop song and that's part of why like I'm okay with it I think a lot of these pop songs that don't have meaning though that are like quality songs are kind of lost on like the awe that is 2020 because I can't go like out to like a bar or like a club and like hear the music and kind of like feel it in the moment. Whereas like a lot of those songs is like when I'm feeling it. So like listening to it by myself in the car and I'm not the intended audience for this position by Ariana Grande song. Let me put that out there. So it should not matter in any bit how I feel about it. Um, and I do like it better than I like Lonely by Justin Bieber. It's just like, the type of work that I expect from Ariana Grande, I was hoping higher quality, like lyrics and higher quality and just like range of voice. It was very kind of just like, let me just go through the motions and then get like a billion dollars. Yeah, like when there's a documentary about her life coming out, like we're not going to like be discussing this yeah. song as like a pivotal moment in her career. It's a very like no tears left to cry, in my opinion. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Okay. I could see that. We'll say, on the subject of ghosting, before we move on, I didn't actually know what that song was about recently. So my sister is like an Ariana Grande stan. So she might come like bursting in my room right now to like kick me in the face. 
Um, but we were driving in the car together a few weeks ago. Like, I feel like I lived my life in my car. Honestly. Um, we were driving in the car a few weeks ago, and she's like, can you put on, like, some Ariana Grande? And I was like, yeah, sure, but let me play some, like, tracks that, like, I don't always listen to. So I don't need, like, Seven Rings again, even though that's obviously a bop. So I was like, okay, let me put on, and I was, like, scrolling through her work, and I was like, you know, I like Sweetener, so let's do Better Off. And then I put on Ghost In from Thanks You Next, and my sister was like, you put on her, like, two saddest songs? Like, are you, like, are you okay? I I thought Ghost In was going to be her, like, leaving some man on red. Yeah, no, it is about the death of her (laughs) ex-boyfriend. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my God, that's. I don't want to say funny after what we just discussed, but (laughs) it's kind of funny. And that's why, like, it's such a personal song. But I don't know. We also, I feel like, need some lightness in our lives. And this song is that. Yeah, like I said, I don't dislike it. Like, I like it. I'm sure I will listen to it, like, probably, like, 30 more times. But it's just not what I was hoping. So I hope that her album that I think she's putting out next week has a lot more of those, like top-notch like banger songs rather than like casually like let me like dance it by myself in a car song yes i am hoping for that as well so i wanted to talk about a bunch of things i could talk about this for hours did you know that zoe 101 is doing like a little reunion this weekend i have been blue balled by zoe 101 enough times to not believe any shit that they put out there now i know they're doing some zoom call right is it a zoom call yeah everything today it's like zoom call zoom call that's what we're doing this year oh we want to make money zoom call like the cast of friends honestly should do a zoom call reunion at this point just to mail it in yes. um, but do we want to one they are they're hyping up this reunion thing i don't even know if the entire cast is going um, no. and i'm old enough to remember like four years ago when they put that like teaser like 10 minute video out about the time capsule and they couldn't even get Jamie Lynn Spears to come back and film a set. Like, right? Yeah. Like, I, I'm still here waiting for what's in the time capsule. I feel like all of these shows, we get, like, little tidbits every once in a while. Like, for example, Miley Cyrus in a recent interview just said, like, should I do a Hannah Montana reboot? And we had the Lizzie McGuire re- reboot. Like, I just feel like. Another thing we got blue balled on. Yes. Well, well it's not just we, but <laughs> <laughs> female equivalent of blue ball. <laughs> totally. Like it's just um I don't know, people really are leaning into the nostalgia. But the Zoe one on one thing is so weird because you're right, it's a Zoom call, it's like five members of the cast and then a bunch of TikTokers. Yes. Uh, that's what I was like, wait, I okay, so I saw Charlie Dem- I don't know how to pronounce it, Demilio. And I don't know about Canada, but like New England has these like has Dunkin' Donuts, which is obviously huge. And she has a signature drink at Dunkin' Donuts called the Charlie. So I was like, you know, coasting through the drive-through one day and I was placed my order because I'm basically an addict. And I was like, <laughs> what is this Charlie thing? I was like, how did this girl? I felt it was like a moment of like being old, smacking me in the face. And I'm not even that old, I'm 23. So if anything, like my parents probably would expect me to know who this girl is. So I had to ask, like, my students, I was like, do you guys know who this, like, Charlie girl is? And they were like, yeah, she's, like, a famous dancer on TikTok. And, like, everyone knew her. I was like, oh, shit. (laughs) She is, like, fully in the zeitgeist. She, I believe, is still the most followed TikToker in the world. There's another TikToker that's, like, really coming up the ranks, like, kind of almost, I don't know, maybe might surpass her. 
why do they invite these people who clearly like started Disney Channel when it was like shake it off? Like they didn't get to experience. And I know Zoe 101 was on Nickelodeon, but maybe yes. they watched the Nickelodeon equivalent to Trash TV. No, but like they, they didn't get to experience Zoe 101 from the start. I remember watching that first episode and I'm decorating the urinal. Like, do you have that moment in your life etched in your brain? Because you don't deserve to be on that call when me and definitely oh, like hundred thousand people more like stan of Zoe One than me deserve to be on that call. A thousand percent, and like that's why I have a bone to pick with this because. They are, like, a currently 14 and, like, 15 and 16, all these TikTokers. Yeah. And it's, like, where, like, they weren't even fucking born when half this shit was coming out. It's just, we I don't know. Robbed. And, like, they don't care. It's just, like, a big opportunity or whatever. And I don't want a Zoom call. Give me, a, like, a, a movie. Give me, like, actual enjoyable content. I don't, this is actually another bone I have to pick. And. This isn't exactly at Zoe 101. It's just like a lot of different kind of like one hit wonders in terms of like, you know, they made one movie and they were a pretty big star on it or people like them. And don't come for me, Mar- Mariah Carey fans, but it's almost like if Mariah Carey had no other hit other than All I Want for Christmas is You. And then every year she like rolled up and was like, I'm here, which she does, but like she has talent to back it up. So it's like when Meredith from The Parent Trap like was huge on Twitter for a bit because all she was doing was referencing like Parent Trap. It's like, look, like you're funny. One joke, one time is good, but do not try to survive on this fame. It's like Jamie Lynn Spears, where have you been for the last 14 years of my life? You don't just get to come on Zoom and make money. Oh my God, that is such a good point. And every single day, I swear to God, I debate this with myself about like, should they lean into it and lean out? And Kelly from Laguna Beach and I were talking about this, about how most of the Laguna Beach season one cast who are um, actually just posted the reunion like an hour ago. But why are they all of a sudden leaning back into like the one thing that made them famous, which is a bunch these other people like even on tiktok like all these nickelodeon stars and disney channel stars are reuniting for like tiktok like there was kim possible um kyle like uh, cory cory um cory the ho- oh, kyle that's a raven yes exactly and then um the other girl from that's so raven chelsea but then i'm also like if that's what you made you famous and as a person who like low-key would also like to be famous like <laughs> i would do the same so i have this back and forth with myself like every day i have no issue with people leaning into it because like genuinely like yeah like i want you to acknowledge your roots like i kind of get mad when zach efron like shrugs off high school musical because it's like dude dude you would not be anywhere close to who you are right now with the musical own it i hate when they come back and they half-ass it so like if you're going to do something like with a zoe 101 reunion like i want that i am not okay with a crumb like you're not going to linger me on like a little mouse who's going to crawl from crumb to crumb to crumb to crumb to crumb i want the giant ass block of cheese and i want it now and if you give it to me once i don't need it again so lean in once give it your full effort and then we can move on from you and it's like they're like, let's give them surface level shit because then they're okay. And then they'll want to come back in a few years. Again, it's like the cast of Friends. Give me a full proper fucking reunion. 
everybody will love it. It will actually be good content and we can move on. I don't want like a quick little soundbite that's on Twitter for a few months and then we talk about friends again. That's a really good point and I didn't even think about about it in like marketing terms. Like if they just give it to us, does it just kind of go away? Whereas if they just lead us on, we talk about it forever. But I think about the Gilmore Girls reunion which wasn't even that good or like the Netflix series or whatever like the actual content wasn't so good but at least they like did a fulsome like full-on reboot and it wasn't something half-assed where six out of ten of the cast members are there and you don't even get the good ones totally totally I also thought um Girl Meets World the Boy Meets World spinoff speaking of Disney Channel shows was another way that they did it really well so that that's doing it right and i didn't want i was actually never a boy meets world fan but i i was never into boy meets world but when girl meets world came on i was like look like i appreciate the show for doing a comeback right and i don't care if it's not what you want it to be and that's kind of why i do appreciate like lizzie mcguire like kind of like you know sticking for what they believe in and saying i'm not coming back and doing this show that's garbage like i want it to be the proper show and I don't, again, I don't mind, like, I think early in quarantine, Miley Cyrus did, like, a Instagram Live with Emily Osment, maybe? And I don't, again, I don't mind that. I don't mind when Ariana Grande, I think, did Instagram Live with the girl Jade from Victorious, and they sang together, because, like, you're not trying to, like, be something it's not. It's like, look, this might be something that cheers people up, but we're going to move on after it. And I appreciate that, rather than, like, hyping something and then just for the sake of being like, hello, remember us? Yeah, I feel the exact same way. What were some of your other favorite Disney Channel TV shows? So I've been thinking about this, and I, I can't remember exactly what the first show on Disney Channel I watched was. I missed the boat on Even Stevens because I'm kind of young. Yes, you did. But I love the Even Stevens movie because it's very Survivor, and I'm a Survivor stan. I think the first big show I got into was like uh, Sweet Life on Deck. Oh, no, sorry, not, oh God, no, not that. Yeah. I was like, the Sweet Life of Zach and Cody. <laughs> um, there is a big difference. Yes, there is. No, there is a huge difference. I, Ashley Tisdale was my person. <laughs> she, she was erased on, on deck. Um, and I, the end of Lizzie McGuire and the start of Hannah Montana, I think the last show I watched on Disney Channel that was like during that time span, all the way to complete finish was Wizards of Waverly Place, which yes. another huge fan. And then I stopped like halfway through, I think like Good Luck Charlie and moved on with my life. Yeah, that that's a good call. Yeah, I'm very similar. Like Lizzie McGuire, That's So Raven. That's like, So Raven too, yeah. Yeah, Hannah Montana were like the ones that I was like obsessed with. And then I'm a little bit older than you. So yeah, Wizards of Waverly Place, I like kind of caught caught up with. Um, Zoe one-on-one, like we mentioned. Yeah. So did you do Victorious on Disney, on Nickelodeon, or was that after you? That was kind of after me. I did kind of follow some of the plot points, especially because she's named Tori in the show, which <laughs> like that never happened in... The narcissism jumped out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. honestly but that just never happened so Tori is not like a weird name by any sorts but like when I was growing up in the 90s like it kind of was I don't know yeah no I I have a cousin whose name is Tori actually so that's why I when like obviously I first met you I was like oh her name is Tori like it was just like an automatic bond that like you probably didn't deserve but I'm glad it happened (laughs) (laughs) It 
it always just seemed like and I know again it's not but it just didn't seem like maybe it just wasn't like the popular girl's name or whatever in like tv shows but yeah so I was really into that and I also just as a pop culture fan like to revisit this stuff even if I don't watch it like I just Mm -hmm. like to revisit some of like the drama or like stories that came out of it I don't think I ever watched like to the end of Victoria's I don't even know if they had like a proper ending I don't think they did really into Victoria's because it's on Netflix it's like one of the shows that they watch so occasionally during like advisory which is like akin to a homeroom we'll be like hey let's just do like a Netflix like and hang out day not not Netflix and chill day just Netflix and hang out and one of the shows they go back to that I like approve of them to watch is Victoria's. Um, so I've watched a few episodes here and there a few times over the past like year. It, it actually it holds up like pretty well. Like it's good. I think the characters on that show are very equal. Um, it's no Drake and Josh by any means, but mm. it's not even like iCarly in my opinion. But the music on it is better than some of the like trash music Disney Channel shows not named Hannah Montana put out. So I, I'm okay with it. I, I yeah. Yeah, I think it was a really good Hannah Montana-esque TV show where it's like the same kind of slapstick humor, like, oh, like spaghetti falls on that person's head, like, you know, like, or we're going to do this like funny skit in school and sing a song about it. Like, it was a good follow up without being like too related. And Victoria's had like, I think it was, it was obviously like a TV show movie, um, in the movie they had was like pretty good song wise like and just like arc wise when she dressed up as like an ugly girl and then like shredding off her fake nose on stage and like shook her hair like honestly i think that victoria justice like most iconic moment of tv ever totally and i love following the victoria justice versus like ariana grande like drama just because obviously ariana like blew up she's one we of, talked like, about her earlier on the podcast. Yeah, yes. she, she's blown up. She's just like a huge pop star, and then Victoria Justice, who was the star of Victorious, is like fizzled out. If we're being completely honest, Ariana Grande's on that show is by far the worst. Like, yeah, Ariana Grande's character had a spinoff with Sam from iCarly, which yes. I never watched, but um, they basically ended that show over beef between whoever played Sam from iCarly and Ariana Grande because. Like, the character of Sam, I think, was probably the bigger star going into that show. And Ariana Grande, I think, while filming Sam and Cat, had problems with Iggy Azalea. So she, like, blew up back in 2014 when this, film was, this show was filming. And I think there was beef between the two characters because Ariana Grande was, like, the bigger star. But the other girl was supposed to be, like, the bigger character on the show. Yes. Okay, this all makes a lot of sense because she did just surpass every single person on the TV show. Like even when you were talking about the punk girl who's Jade in is yes. uh, she's on that uh the uh, reboot Netflix on show yes. that's about like rich people. I yes. Think. It's it's a CW show is that's it Legacy? a I think it no. is called Legacy. It's a reboot of something. I think it's like a Spanish show. I actually did watch the first episode of it, and it was just too... Oh, it's Dynasty, not Dynasty, Legacy. Dynasty, that's what it's called, yes. Yes. Like, even just her, like, just surpassed their level of fame. And it's just so funny, like, looking at old interviews and stuff where Ariana Grande is, like, not the focus. Like, the focus is on 
Jeanette McCurdy, which is Sam, or Victoria Justice, and it's just like they're nobodies nowadays. So I can say this because my last name is Drinkwater. Like I will never become famous because my last name is just like not like appealing. <laughs> like really, that I'm sorry, that's the fact. That's why people change their last names to be something like more sophisticated and classy because they want to become famous. McCurdy is not a famous person <laughs> name like Jeanette and Jeanette isn't either no. I'm sorry you were cursed it's like an honor that you made it as far in life as you did in terms of being famous like you probably haven't done anything since then because like Jeanette McCurdy on like a banner in Times Square is not an attractive name to see now Ariana Grande like that sounds like bougie and I yes. bet you her last name's not even Grande T. I bet you she changed it T like Katy Perry and stuff like that yeah like, exactly that her name, real name's like Katie Johnson or something. Well, that's like, not attractive to name either. No, but <laughs> I completely agree, and this is something I've also thought about in depth. Yeah. Okay. So we're on to something. We're on the same wavelength. True. And I actually think it's funny that Ariana Grande was on Nickelodeon because Nickelodeon didn't produce a lot of like giant stars, but I think by and large their content was actually a bit better just because they had less of it. Because Nickelodeon focused a lot on like animated shows and Disney never really had any of those. Disney had no Spongebob or no Jimmy Neutron or no Family Odd Parents that were like mainstays of Nickelodeon. But if you look at like the obviously like scripted TV shows with in-person actors, Drake and Josh, people love that shit. iCarly, people love that shit. Also, great spinoff by the way, Michelle. Um, even though it's not like, you know, a spinoff, I guess, of Drake and Josh, but it is a Miranda Cosgrove's character. Yes. Um, and like Victoria so, and Zoe 101, obviously. Four of their shows are pretty like beast shows where I feel like a lot of the Disney Channel content was hit or miss. Yes, I completely agree. Like either blew up and was any like High School Musical, Camp Rock, all shows that are still so popular nowadays, but like none of the other ones are an example of that if we talk about like Camp Rock so then they tried a spin-off show with both Demi Lovato and the Jonas Brothers the Jonas Brothers had like Jonas Brothers LA or something which what the hell was that like, the Jonas Brothers weren't you too good for Disney Channel at that point why did you go back and film this obviously terrible show that I don't think lasted more than two seasons no and Demi Lovato who tried to do like a Sunny with a chance Sunny with a chance but that was like kind of like a ripoff of the Amanda show on Nickelodeon from years prior and um Demi Lovato straight up said, like, I'm too big for this show. Peace out, fuckers. And, like, good for her. Because I think usually the pinnacle of some people's careers is Disney Channel shows. Mm -hmm. But, like, they truly, all of those people that we just named, like, did surpass them. And Disney Channel has, obviously, Disney Channel has produced a ton of stars. Miley Cyrus. Uh, Demi Lovato. Raven Simone. Like, Selena those are Gomez. huge stars to this day. Um, so it, it's really impressive to see somebody who is so established as like a Hannah Montana, like a Miley, still like crushing it today. Like everything Miley has put out recently, music wise, I vibed with. She had that cover of um, Zombie by the Cranberries this week. And I was like, she can do no wrong. Like, how do people not like Miley Cyrus? Because she can do every type of music and she could go back to Hannah Montana and people would sell out 100,000 person stadiums. I would go see a Hannah Montana reboot, like concert. If she'd have one. Same. That is everything that I want in life. Like, truly. That's actually the pinnacle. Of, yeah. Like, if Miley Cyrus decides to do, I'm going to do a one-time only Hannah Montana world tour, no other nostalgic, like, show can top it. They really can't. 
if Miley Cyrus comes back and says, I'm putting the Hannah wig back on, everybody says, oh, let me go get my Hannah Montana notebook. Let yeah. me get my sequins and let's go. Honestly, honestly. Like that that uh, Shania Twain, like, let's go, girls. <laughs> yeah. That'll be me, like, rolling up to the concert. Honestly, though, I still, this is so embarrassing that I'm vocalizing this. I still listen to Hannah Montana music on the reg. It is I so fucking good. I actually to the bone dance today. <laughs> oh, my God. That is amazing. I listened to Rockstar, like, two hours ago. Like, it's just, it's good. Rockstar came out when I was in fifth grade, and it was also at the same time when Nickelback came out with their song Rockstar. And I was on like fifth grade yearbook committee. <laughs> like four different people submitted Rockstar as their favorite song. So in, in their yearbook, I thought they were talking about the song. <laughs> so in my yearbook to this day, it says my favorite song, Rockstar, Hannah Montana. And like three of them were like, I met Nickelback. And I was oh like, I God. did you a service. <laughs> That is so funny. I love that story so much. That is so good. Yeah, that that is a service. Um, one of the weirdest things that have come out of like this is Harper Finkel from Wizards of Waverly Place being a nurse. I literally had no idea about that until like you like voiced that. I was I like I had no idea. She was a star on that show um crazy stupid funky hat Kira Knightley like a star and now she's like serving people yes it's <laughs> just interesting never. <laughs> <laughs> it's so interesting to me when child stars and teen stars because that's all I've ever wanted to be and I've aged out of that you haven't um, because they hire like 25 like Jason Earls in um Hannah oh my like, God. And you can be a teen star <laughs> oh my god how did jason earl being like fucking 40 on hannah montana not make the this outline this episode outline (laughs) oh my god i remember okay that just unlocked memories i remember being on facebook this would have been like what 2006 2007 i don't know i was in facebook groups like expose it wasn't we didn't expose people those in those days but like I was in like Facebook groups that were like FYI Jason Earl is like 36 years old like we need to do something about this and I would like, was, like join 20 years older than him <laughs> yes it was sorry. yes it was so creepy he was like the same age as fucking Billy Ray Cyrus at the time yes he was and he would like jump in his lap yeah yeah he acts like a 14 year old or whatever age he played something wild about that is like imagine playing and then taking that role (laughs) you're like and you know you need you need an in i get you're an actor you're struggling you need any role that you can get but like where is the level of where is the line where is the line totally and it was just also weird because no offense he's ugly and not good at acting well, that's why he was on a Disney Channel show and he wasn't the star at the age of 36. Like, he True. wasn't good acting. That's objective. But I was thinking about this because in the episode outline, we had talked about life with Derek and there was that, like, clearly sexual te- sexual tension between, like, stepbrother and sister. Thank God Hannah Montana didn't have that route because it would have been doubly uncomfortable with, like, the 28-year 
100%. It just never made sense because everyone was like good looking on that show. And then he was just like this weird, like old troll. You think they were all good looking? Mitchell Musso was not good looking. <laughs> okay, Mitchell. Because I blame no. Justin Bieber for that because every man or boy in the early 2010s had that shit haircut. And I still see people with that shit haircut today. And I'm like, what are you doing? Thank God I always had a buzz cut because I had a mullet when I was like three and I was like, never again. So <laughs> always buzz cut. So I never had the Justin Bieber do. But, like, I see pictures of, like, my cousins who do, and I'm like, <laughs> Here's something that's really dark that, again, I don't know why I'm putting this out into the world. Like, Mitchell Musso in those days was, like, my type. <laughs> was joe jonas also your type yes of course okay, but joe jonas is a better choice so like why would you succumb to like the walmart version i don't know but that hair that long it's gross so hair <laughs> i know that like stuck out the bottom of his ears and just like like when he had that spinoff like the two kings or whatever do you remember that he had a spinoff Actually, i was just thinking i was like did mitchell muso have a um you know, remix show or whatever they're called, uh, a spinoff. Yeah. Um, and I, was like, I think he had a movie that he starred in, but again, flop. Emily Osment, uh, Disney Channel rom-com was actually very good. I forget yeah. what it was called. But Young the plot line was good and she could carry it. Mitchell Lusso could be. Oh, okay. I think we're thinking of something else. out of the final season probably because he was trash. Yeah, 100%. But... Are you talking about the Emily Osment show, Young and Hungry? No, no. But that was, I actually like that move for her. I like that she moved from Disney Channel to ABC Family. It felt right. And from what I remember, like, everybody was attractive on that show, too. Yeah. And I think that it was, like, a good, cute little romance. Um, so I, I can buy with it. I don't think I watched it, like, I think I've watched a few episodes here and there. And it was definitely a step up from, like, Secret Life of the American Teenager on yes, ABC um... Family or Freeform. Oh, my God. I don't know. I was talking about the movie where I think she, like, I think felt, like, dad-napped or something. And she, like, her dad, she, I don't know, remember what happened. I just remember they're in a car and they go through foam. Yeah, dad-napped. Dad-napped. Okay, I've never heard and of I think this. It started, like, our, oh, David Henry was in it. Oh, my God. Oh. Jim Farrell was in it, too. And David Henry, so the other guy from Disney Channel, Wizards of Waverly, plays. Do you want me to read the plot to you? Yes. Melissa Morris desperately tries to gain more attention from her preoccupied father, Neil, a best-selling author. Okay, few things here. Trying to gain attention, props to you. Neil, bad name of a fake name. Yes. Melissa lives in the shadow of Trip Zoom, the adventurous, clever hero from her father's popular spy novels. Spy novels. There's a there, people read that shit. I hate fantasy books. Me too. For a long overdue father-daughter vacation, her father gets kidnapped by obsessive fans. Wheeze with his friend Sheldon and his brother Andre. What a group of characters of name. The tables turn on them when she had the team find and rescue Merv from his hired goon. Wow. <laughs> Honestly, I might revisit that. I bet her it's on dad Disney got kidnapped. Plus. It made $4.5 million and it appeared, uh, premiered in 2009. That seems late for Emily Osmond. I think it was, no, because I don't think Hannah Montana, Montana ended until, like, 2010 or so. Okay, okay. But Jason Earls is also in this show. Um, we have, actually, I was just thinking about this when I thought about the time frame. We haven't even talked about Kiki Palmer and her legendariness over on Nickelodeon and True Jackson VP. Then she went cross, uh, like, channel. She affiliated with Disney Channel and did Jump In, which is, by, honestly, 
a top five Disney Channel original movie for me. I Agreed. love Duncan. The chemistry between Corbin Blue and Kiki Palmer is like unparalleled. And Kiki Palmer is genuinely just a very good actress. I'm obsessed with Kiki Palmer and I'm so happy for all of her success. Like you're totally right. True Jackson VP was like such a good TV show. Speaking of like us being teens watching these TV TV shows and like movies and like being obsessed. Do you think that like teens are nowadays are missing out on some of these like really classic TV shows? Like what what would be this year's equivalent? I don't even know what's on Disney Channel anymore and I should have done some research. Um, I don't think Liv and Maddie is there anymore. I never watched that, but I think it was like the same thing as like there's a girl and she's very girly and there's a girl and she's very not girly <laughs> and I, so i don't know if that's on i i've heard a lot about bunked but i don't really know anything about that show i assume it's like two people like bunking together. <laughs> <laughs> um i also don't know what's on nickelodeon at this point other than like bad spongebob remakes or new episodes of that I don't know what they're I, I feel like kids at this age they don't even watch Disney Channel anymore like that's over it's done with they watch um like grimy reality tv love is blind or they go back like before our childhood or like my childhood and they're like friends um one tree hill like those kind of like drama like very yeah so soap opera um teen dramas in the office oh my god the kids are obsessed with the office and i i don't like the office i'm sorry i'm sorry fans viewers i don't like the office michael scott is an annoying character none of the characters are particularly likable and yes there are funny bits i think their cold opens are actually pretty good the one where they're all planking was like prime 2012 but the show in general like I don't really care about the characters and I don't really care about what happens to them. So I don't know why it's so big. And especially once Michael Scott leaves, the show should have ended. Yeah. When I, I always think, especially like with like Grey's Anatomy and stuff, it's like if the main characters leave, obviously. I think they're like Grey's Anatomy too, actually. Oh, wild. Okay. But this is the thing. None of those TV shows are like teenager shows. I know. I, I, but it, just look at teenagers like genuinely these days. Like they don't want to be in that like teenage box. They kind of, like, push themselves out of it, which I get. I'm sure, like, when I was a teenager, I kind of felt the same way, but they don't exude the same teenage energy that, like, millennials exuded. They're very fashionable. It's not, like, layers of spaghetti strap things or boys with a Justin Bieber haircut. (laughs) Yeah, and this is, like, really what I wanted to talk about because it's, like, that frustrates me. Like, I'm sad because I loved that phase. Like, it was such good content. Content for other people. Maybe when I look back on it, and this kind of stems from a conversation that Tori and I had earlier this week where I, one of our friends was, like, kind of feeling down. So I tried to make them happy by sharing this video of me in, like, 2011 when I was, like, crisp in, like, 13 or 14. And it's still on my Facebook. So if any of you are really has the time and they want to be on Facebook, I don't know what my privacy settings are. But if you scroll like literally all the way to the bottom, there's this like video of me like dancing in the car. And it is genuinely like, like, I don't even know why I had it still up there, but it's very peak high schooler. And I don't think they have that. They have like TikTok. 
which they're smart enough now to like delete. But I had Facebook. It was like, oh, way to put all my pictures on the internet. <laughs> Literally, like, what's privacy? But that makes me sad that they don't have some of these things because that, I don't know, it just brings up so many good memories for me. Yeah, recording yourself doing like a dumb dance. And I see this on TikTok all the time of just like, teenagers nowadays versus when I was a teenager and like you just look awkward and weird and like even thinking about like pen 15 I, ha- I haven't watched it it's on my list but, I thought like, you were talking about like the actual joke we did when we were like teenagers pen <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no but like I don't know I just I feel bad that they don't have something super I don't know in the teenage zeitgeist like we've just been talking about will probably be their thing um i feel like that's kind of like their bread and butter i mean they adopted instagram i'm not giving them credit for instagram um so i think tiktok is kind of like their stick like they'll remember like tiktok like i remember having silly bands like i feel like kids these days would see silly bands and be like that's not attractive i can't post that on my phone and just like even to the way they dress like there's no like graphic tees of like their favorite boy band like i know a lot of them like bts but like when i was in high school there were like the believers and there were like the directioners and like that wasn't looked upon by a majority of people as like you know like subculture i think like people who like bts are kind of like people who like horses where it's like oh my god (laughs) i this is not the first time i've thought about horse like horse girls or horse people in this podcast like that word has come across many many more times just my final thoughts on teens nowadays are like i feel bad that they don't have something that they can hold on to like hannah montana when you're talking about people wearing like fandom shirts to school and stuff i think nowadays when people make merch it's like you know it's of like a certain youtuber or something but it's not necessarily just their 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 name like i feel like when virginity rock yes exactly like (laughs) yes like that's exactly what i mean like it's like if you didn't know that that was a merch of a specific person like you would just think that that's somebody's t-shirt and the one other bone I had to pick up with teenagers is they're trying to bring back like flared yoga pants and I just can't live through that again like at least it's not gauchos yes bring back a cropped gaucho like honestly oh, you want that I see I never wore gauchos so I guess I have literally no leg to stand on but go <laughs> off gauchos I, I want <laughs> I want them back because this just got so so sloppy we just jumped around like to like 10 different topics but like okay like I'm five foot one it's like I can't wear a flared yoga pant I I'm so short I I've said this multiple times but my life started the day that skinny jeans came in like I like just please I don't know I need to show a little bit of ankle because like I just I don't know and they're calling them like flared leggings and it's just all over the place but their lives maybe to me just seem unfair that they just have they just get to bypass all these awkward phases braces and yeah and re- recording like the most embarrassing video ever and posting it on Facebook or taking a thousand pictures of like one night yes and like it's the same picture like a hundred times and it's of like low quality or yeah 
at everything like at, like playing we just dance like do kids even play that anymore like i have videos of me recorded playing we just dance for reasons i don't understand like was i training like what was i doing like was i scouting myself i was like this is how i'm gonna hit this move in uh baila 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 like like i don't you know were, what i was doing you were critiquing and like giving yourself feedback like you're a professional athlete yes. after the game no dead ass to this day like if i sat down and played just dance i know for a fact there's one rihanna song i would get over ten thousand points too I like i had it down i still know the moves to um i think like beyonce's uh crazy in love some of that anyway uh oh oh you can't see them on video so it's not worth doing but just like the songs on just dance every time i hear them i'm like oh yeah those probably because i studied my tape <laughs> Dude, that, that's so funny that's still like when i whip out hannah montana rock star and i know all the words like it's just like where <laughs> did this come up. from <laughs> I'm not a huge person, like, of nostalgia, because I feel like it kind of, like, sets your mind in the past, and I never want to be that, like, you know, six-year-old person who's like, I remember in my day, we had blah, blah, blah. That said, <laughs> were you, are you team High School Musical or team Camp Rock? High School Musical, like, no questions asked. I feel like High School Musical has aged considerably better than Camp Rock. I feel like when you see High School Musical related things, even it's from even it's from like the second or third movie, the worst like most like cringe content you get is like Zac Efron's bed on it and him like slapping the water. Yeah, like there's consistent footage from Camp Rock where I'm like, oh, this is cringe, and like the music is probably equally good amongst you know both like parties. The acting is just significantly better in high school musical and the plot line of the entire series is better to the point where now bringing back nostalgia the way they revived high school musical is disney uh plus's high school musical the musical the series which also has like some pretty solid music from what i've heard whereas like yes. camp rock like it, it should have been a one-off like i don't know why we brought it back a second time and demi lovato seriously could only carry those jonas brothers as well as she could <laughs> every time i watch that video of allison stoner like playing keyboard and she's like new 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 and then she like goes behind her back and she's like yeah it's like cringe because then demi lovato is like she's like so good it's like girl you are better than ever for the second you walked in on this camp the fact that they had you play like the lunch lady's daughter was an absolute joke <laughs> Yeah, Camp Rock just doesn't hold up. And I think at the time when it was released, I was like, this is just as good. And this is like just as big of a production. It kind of hit that same like, you know, that little shot that you needed. It was like a teenagers or like pre-teenagers like version of like going out for the night. When they announced Camp Rock, you're like, this is an event. And it lived up to the standards of that time. But over time, it's just gotten worse worse whereas high school musical does have some of like the rewatchability that camp rock just doesn't have yeah i agree and if anyone has not watched high school musical the musical the series it's i really like highly suggest it it was really good i think i watched yeah, it i haven't days. watched it because i'm broke and i don't have disney plus but i've heard literally nothing but good things and um even the song um it's called like all i want or something Mm -hmm. uh, Olivia Rodrigo came on my Spotify like earlier this week which is why this is in my head and I was like that was a pretty good song for like a totally. channel person but she's like actually 17 she's not Jason Earls oh my god <laughs> and that went viral on uh TikTok too like it's it's done really well and I cannot wait for season two. Oh, okay 
Maybe yes. it will come back and it will be like your Emily in Paris episode, but High School Musical, the musical, the series, season I two. I would love that, except for I feel like I would have way less like petty things to say <laughs> about it because it was like that good. But oh, okay, I would definitely stamp have a few approval. things. Yeah, it definitely has my stamp of approval. So the next thing we wanted to talk about was I have prepared a PowerPoint. Oh, yes. (laughs) I feel like that this is like the first like kind of actual like game I've ever played on the podcast. We need this game show music. Ready? I'll do it. (laughs) (laughs) I was expecting like a minute long. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, ah, that's probably copyrighted <laughs> yeah, you can add that in i have prepared a powerpoint of 10 slang words randomly chosen out of my vocabulary i feel like since i'm now like a working professional i talk in slang and abbreviations way less than i used to but i brought back some some oldies but goodies and we're just gonna get nick's reaction and this this stems from the discussion on peppy mo a few weeks ago yes because he couldn't believe that i swear to god other people outside of myself use if you use the word peppy mo dm me to prove a point please (laughs) okay here is the first word i have for you you want me to read this word? Yes. Okay, Randy Jackson. Is this slang for somebody other than the person of Randy Jackson? <laughs> yes. This is actually an adjective. Um, is it a dance move? No. Put it like the Randy Jackson. Okay. No. Also having like flashbacks of Jeanette McCurdy. <laughs> <laughs> she had the shrine to Randy Jackson. Oh, no, it was the teacher in iCarly who had the, the shrine to Randy Jackson. Or maybe it was Frankie yeah. Jones. Uh, Randy Jackson. I have... Okay, what, it's an action? No, it, no, it's an adjective. So it describes something? Yeah. Does it mean, like, cool or hip? No, definitely not. <laughs> okay. I've never heard this. Randy Jackson means Was random. it random? Yes. Random? Yes. Random? Yes. I don't know what Jackson means. Is it's, it just random? It's just random. <laughs> That's so Randy Jackson. <laughs> this is exactly what I expected from you, and I hate it. <laughs> so, like, if I were to use it in a sentence, I would be like, yeah, it was, like, such a Randy Jackson group of people. Yeah. <laughs> Funny as I know you're being dead ass serious. Like people 100%. who listen to this podcast but like don't know Tori, like this is spot on for what she would do. <laughs> yeah. And like when people, you know how people used to say, oh, we need to do that ASAP Rocky? No. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> but I at least get that. Okay, well, I swear to God, the people that started like ASAP Rocky copied Randy Jackson. <laughs> I swear to God. I swear to God. Okay, here's number two. This one's easier, I swear. That's okay. Inappropriate was inappropriate. I got that one. Yes, but it's it's in a, per- inappropriate. Oh, inappropriate. Yes, there we go. There we go. Oh my God, that's so inappropriate. Yes. You can use is. that at work. Okay, when you have a meeting, you had inappropriate behavior. Yeah, you'll really relate to your students using that one. They look at me like I had four heads and then just leave. <laughs> yeah. The next one is. Oh, Bevy. I've heard you use this word. This is beverage, which I was not drinking on the podcast. 
Yes, specifically an alcoholic beverage. This is actually cringe. Does Canada have Cumberland Farms gas stations? No. Okay, so America does. And a lot of people call them cumbies. And I just hate it because I don't like the like emphasis on the word cumbies. I don't, <laughs> I don't like it. Well, this one is a good one to use, I feel like. But you can't refer to non-alcoholic. Like it's. I feel like this is what you would use if you were in a bar and you wanted like a guy to get off your back. Or like, I'm just going to grab me a bevy. Bevy. It's very Alexis from Schitt's Creek, actually. I love that. And I kind of feel like it's Australian slang, possibly. Okay, we love that. Any Australians out there, like, let me know if you use this hot term. <laughs> the next one we have is... Baker. Is this also for alcohol, like an alcoholic shaker? Is this like when you gotta like shake and bake, like we gotta move? Or it's like <laughs> no. we gotta shake your butt? No, it is a noun. Meaning that it's a thing. Yes. Or a person or a place. It's a thing. Like is it like a salt shaker? Yes, this is a word that I haven't used since high school, but I'm gonna make it cool again. It was in if the it... sentence for me. I think this week Nick is throwing a big shaker. Not being party. Did this yes. be party? Yes. Sorry, this is like try hard behavior. It's almost like when people use like, oh, I'm gonna have a mixer. I hated when people call it. They're like, time for mixer. I'm like, no, it's you and a bunch of girls on the field hockey team meeting up with a bunch of the track boys. That's, <laughs> That's an uncomfortable dance where you hang out with your friends and they hang out with their friends and the two drunkest people hook up. <laughs> the, yeah, that's exactly what this is. I actually like this one. I okay, hate good. it, but I like it. It's better than Mixer, so I approve of its uh, choice of language. I don't like that it means party. <laughs> well, it does. And make it cool again, please. This word. Is, okay, so this is nonchalant, which I'm assuming means like nonchalant. Yes! Okay, you got that right off the bat. very European of you. Oh, I like this one. Okay, good. Yes. Okay. I feel like it's like fancy. Yeah. I like, it's like using it. It's like, look, I'm better than you and I'm using it. <laughs> yes. Yes. And that's it what has, we're like, the perfect like, air of a- our arrogance. Yes. And that's how I like to talk. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a name like Genevieve. Yes. <laughs> and like, I feel like it reminds me of like a ski chalet. Yes. That, I love it. I'm team non chalet. Okay. Good. 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 Relash. Is that like when you're rehashing like old times? Is <laughs> no. that what we've been doing? Have we been relashing? Yes? No, that's wrong. Okay, is it relash like when like you go back to like bad behavior, like you text that guy back that you shouldn't be? No. Oh, I'm nodding that- <laughs> because those are good those are good um guesses, but no, it's actually pronounced relash. Oh relationship. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm in a relation with that person, but we don't talk anymore. It's like when Miley talks about Nick Jonas. Yes. <laughs> Team Niley forever. <laughs> the next one is this one. Hein Daddy. <laughs> All I can think of is like... <laughs> what I'm thinking of is like, you know what a tall boy is? Yes. Okay, so I'm thinking of like the alcoholic, like tall boys. But you're like, I'm going to go get me a Hein Daddy. Oh my God, that's so... Yeah, like the beer company. Heineken? Is it Heineken. like Heineken? No, it oh. actually is Hain Daddy. Hain Daddy? <laughs> and it means heinous. Oh my god, that was, I wouldn't have went there even after you told me how to pronounce it. I was like, she's not talking about what I think she's talking about now, is she? Okay, heinous, that's Hain Daddy. I don't yes! know, nope, nope, nope. 
I don't approve the word daddy like at all. Like if like dad does not want to go by dad, they better go by like pops or papa. Like daddy is not okay. I've been saying this since I was like fourteen. Hey, daddy. Nope. That's hey, daddy. Bring back nonchalant. (laughs) Okay, the next one, final one. Oh, yes, this is a Tory staple Avi Dog Kit Kat bar, which is completely like unnecessary to have the dog Kit Kat bar because it's like <laughs> obvious. But the way Tori will say it is like Avi Dog Kit Kat bar. And you're like, yes. <laughs> Why do I say this? It, I'm actually like, embarrassed. It. It's, it's terrible. It is embarrassing. You probably should be embarrassed, but it's such a staple of who you are at this point that you need to keep it forever. Like your grandchildren Agreed. need to know Avi Dog Kit Kat bar. Kit-Kat bar. And then yeah. you can give them a Kit Kat bar. That can be your thing. My grandma's thing was peppermint patties. So your thing can be Kit Kat bars. I'm honestly into that. I love Kit Kat bars. You have a grandma stick. Yeah. Now we just got to get to that point <laughs> if we want to. <laughs> okay, next one. Oh, Ridic. Ridiculous. And I think it's Harry Potter. Ridiculous. <laughs> yes. Okay, this one obviously is pretty obvious, but I love saying it because. It's pretty Avi Dog Kit Kat bar. It's pretty Avi Dog Kit Kat bar. But you can say. You're ridic, and people then. So I I say this all the time. So like something will happen. I'll be like you're ridic, and then they'll leave and they'll wonder, did she say you're a dick? Like you are a dick, or did she say you're ridiculous? Using it, but then you fall back on no ridiculous. That's like yeah. I just said like you're ridic. Like yeah, (laughs) 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 Last one. Winty, Winty B. Is it like winter? Just with like a fancy B at the end? It's related to winter. Okay, is it like a a, a winter's breeze? Or like no. winter winter breath? Is it like you have nice breath? No. Winty B. Um, is Blizzard? Is there, does, Kittin, does Vancouver have Blizzard? Not where I live, okay. but in Canada, obviously. I have no fucking clue what Winty B means. It's winter break. Oh, I'm going on Winty B. Nope. <laughs> Not making my vocabulary. What? That's like the best one, especially if you're a teacher because you have Winty B every year. <laughs> like Winty B. <laughs> I will have to say, I will give a shout out to my friend Taylor Ann, who I think first coined the term Winty B, but I have since adopted it. Yes, Winty B. <laughs> Winty B. That was really fun. My first yeah, RTB blast. game. That was actually much <laughs> much more enjoyable and i still judge some of those word choices if anybody likes like game segments let me know so we're gonna do a really quick this week in petty and then we're gonna wrap up nick do you have a this week in petty that you'd like to share okay so i do i'm like very kind of on edge about sharing this because this is like a two year long petty thing that i have personally been doing and i brought it back again this week so this this podcast is a circle of secrecy. If the person that I know that I've been doing this pity act to listens to it, then you know what? You got me. You've ruined your wedding gift, but you got me. <laughs> so about two years ago, I think it was my last uh, fall 2018, um, I lived in college, obviously, and I had an apartment with me and three roommates. And one of those roommates was my cousin. So we kind of had like different like jobs for like the apartment. My job regarded nothing about doing dishes or like any of the hard labor work. My job was getting the mail. <laughs> nice. 
So every, because nobody else in my apartment would go with mail, and I was always, like, expecting to get the, like, golden ticket or whatever. So I'd always go and get the mail and bring it back to the table and put it on the table. Um, and our, the island in, like, our kitchen area, which everybody shared. And one day, in, like, early fall of 2018, I went and got the mail, and I put it on the counter. Thought nothing of it. I came back that night from, like, a three-hour week-long seminar class to my one of my roommates, my cousin, going like batshit about the idea that somebody had put a key on his keychain that he did not recognize and i was like okay and like what what about it and he was yeah. like did you do it i was like i haven't been here like all afternoon like why would i have done this um so he like brought his girlfriend over and they're still together at this time and he accused her of doing it to him and she was like dude like i i didn't do it so, like, to this day, I'm convinced it was, like, one of my other roommates, but my my cousin, like, literally lost his mind over this. So, he went to class the next day and asked one of his friends who he was in class with, he was like, hey, did you put this key on my keychain, like, when I went to the bathroom during class? And he showed him the key, and his roommate was like, no, I didn't do that, but I got a key in the mail that looked just like that. So, suddenly, I became, like, you know, big question mark number one, like, I was suspect number one, like, I needed to get a lawyer. The jury was coming in. I was being <laughs> accused because I was the mail getter. And I was like, dude, like, I did not put this fucking key on your keychain. Like, what would I have gotten out of this? Like, whoever did this, A, was trying to fuck with you, but B, it shouldn't have worked because if you see a key on your keychain that you don't know, who cares? Get rid of it. Like, I wouldn't have thought yeah. more than like two minutes about it. And he lost his mind over it for like an entire weekend. And he's trying to figure out who it is. And nobody in our apartment is like owning up. He's exhausted his resources of his girlfriend and his girlfriend's roommate. So two weeks later, I, after I thought that this had blown over, I went and got the mail again. And I brought it back to the kitchen table. And they're like, Nick, we just think it's funny that you're the one who always goes and gets the mail. And suddenly uh, he has a key on his keychain that came from the mail. So I was like, wait a minute now. Is it because I get all the mail that I'm being accused? So I straight up said, I'm never getting the mail again. So I relieved myself of the one chore that I had nice. at the apartment. Classic. <laughs> um, and it was like, I'm not getting the mail ever again. And, and, it, and obviously I was like, shit, I need to go get the mail because I need to get my mail. So I just never got anybody else's when I would go. I would just get mine. And dead ass, my three roommates' mail stayed in our mailbox for like four months until somebody else went and got it. And there, it, it had like built up. Um, so because I was pissed that I was getting accused of this mail, he had brought it up one other time between that time span. I was like, look, if you accuse me of doing this like one more time, like I'm going to lose my fucking mind. And then he had the nerve to bring it up at like our family Christmas party. So I was like, you know what? You know what? You're going to fucking suffer from keys for the rest of your damn life and not know where they came from. So since like January of 2019, I have gotten close to 20 different people to mail him keys to different addresses i got it mailed to his parents house i got it mailed to his first apartment i got it mailed to his new house which is when the new one came this week i have had them sent from all over the united states different parts of canada with no backtrack address and nothing connecting it to me other than this damn podcast so he recently got one earlier this week and every time the person writes it they spell his name differently it comes from a different location a different state and no information about like obviously who I am with the world's like creepiest cards so, like this last one sent him a card that was just like just thinking of you because he hasn't gotten a key in like six or so months um he's got one on his birthday he's got ones for Halloween he's got one for Valentine's Day he's in just like general like 
thinking of you, there is never a message left inside the card other than just like a key that nobody is using. Only before this podcast, only three people in the world actually like knew about this because I'd use the same two people to mail these keys every time they travel, which is why it had been slowed down a little bit during the pandemic because people weren't traveling. But it's actually Baller because he moved recently and Nick Drinkwater does not know his new address. But I found out his new address and gave it to other people. So he can't even connect me to the last key that he got because he never told me his new address. <laughs> oh my God. I'm speechless. Um, and I plan to continue this. And like I think like he he thinks that it's me. Uh, because he knows like I'm a little bit petty but he will never 100% know because I will never tell him so this is going to eat away at him so like when he got the last key he sent it in like our college person like group chat and he was like I got another one with a creepy card and his girlfriend texted me and she was like I don't know how you're doing this but like this is hysterical and I was like I'm not doing it like I'm not doing it like I've never mailed him a key like it's not me which isn't a lie um and this will continue I think genuinely probably until like his wedding day when like I leave a key in like his wedding gift oh my god so this all started because someone because I was accused of something for simply getting the mail your your (laughs) task as a roommate this is wild. I'm speechless because I'm, I would be so creeped out. You're going to drive this poor person <laughs> insane. One of the people that's sending these cards, like, knows him. And a named person is like, I can't even, like, have a conversation with him or look in his face because he doesn't know what I'm doing to him. You've, like, <laughs> you, this is the pettiest thing that I think has ever been shared on this podcast. You've, like, ruined other people's relationships with him because you were falsely accused of something. I am weirded out, though, like, who did put the original key on his keychain? At this point, so we had two roommates or me, him, and then two other roommates. And I'm like 99% convinced that it's one of my other roommates because he always would get mad at uh, this roommate for leaving his keys on the like on the island. And he was all, he'd always just get mad that he'd leave his shit there because it was like our shared space and not bring it to his room at like the end of the hall. So I think honestly, he saw like a stack of mail, which I genuinely don't ever remember bringing in like a fake key to. And then I think he just saw it and just like it did it just to like fuck with him basically i don't think he thought it was gonna have like this reaction and it did have this reaction so he he did, never left his keys on the island anymore so he did it did work if that's what my roommate's goal was and initially he had accused that roommate and he like so my roommate lied and said he threw the key out of the window and then the key randomly emerged on like this third roommate's like keychain which he had obviously put there has owned up to the fact that he put it there right but it's because initially we thought it was that roommate so i think that it was him but nobody has ever owned up to this key being on the keychain and now they never will because like i've been fucking with them by mailing the keys but i wasn't the original starter of this shit so whoever did start this shit if they're like within our group is probably like freaked the fuck out (laughs) literally Oh my god, you should take over hosting this podcast. Because I think you I think you take the crown for pettiest person. That is Am I so heavyweight champion? Honestly, I- of the week. Uh, <laughs> of the year, of the decade. Holy shit, that is so wild. That's like a TV show. What are what do you think the chances are that he finds out because of this podcast? 
I'm actually kind of nervous because I do plan on posting this like on my podcast to support the pod as like I should because I generally like the podcast now and I'm also a little bit narcissistic and I'll post my shit. And I think there's a chance, like there's not a 0% chance that they listen to this. I think it's higher than that. Um, and the other thing is like if some other people like in our circle think it's funny and they want to like expose me as like using blackmail I could see them doing it as well wild so like I am a bit nervous that it's all gonna blow up on me <laughs> and that's why I was like really on edge like, like do I share this like is it worth it for like the pettiness of this Some podcast like, this should be a petty safe space um yes, I agree and honestly I might just like cop out and not share it on my my story and then they won't ever find out unless one of the listeners here goes and leaks yeah listeners we're putting some trust in you of <laughs> we really are. and we can take this a step further like if you are really about the the, the bit here and want to like commit to this because you have some fake keys lying around your house like we can organize something i was I'm just okay gonna say that. i was just gonna say the listeners aren't just gonna swear to secrecy they're gonna dm you to join in <laughs> <laughs> But I'm okay with that as long as you pick a creepy card mm. and you don't write anything in it. Nice. And we, we have to spread them out. I can't have like, it can't be like Harry Potter where he gets 40 keys in one day because <laughs> he might actually lose it. And I don't want to drive him like fully insane. I just want it to like always be at the back of his mind. Isn't that, I know that's what I was going to say. Isn't that worse? Like getting them so sporadically? Yeah. So like sometimes they'll be sent like within a week of each other. Sometimes they'll be sent over like, again, I think this last one, it had been like, six or seven months right <laughs> wild well thanks so much for sharing and thanks for coming on the podcast today yes I, I, like i said i'm so glad to be here every time it's like a highlight of my week so maybe we'll wait a few more months and i'll rejoin maybe we'll have some updates on the key story please and maybe you can yeah share some updates like in our listener facebook group oh god <laughs> all right maybe maybe <laughs> I, I, I wouldn't be opposed. <laughs> okay, I love it. Uh, where can people find you, Nick, if they want to hear more from you? Okay, so on Instagram, you can find me at drinky uh, underscore 11. I haven't used Instagram in over two years because I'm petty against Instagram. Because <laughs> they took down one of my posts, and now it just like, ruined the aesthetics of my page because it's just a gray box, so I refuse to post again on Instagram. But I do post stories from time to time. Uh, and on Twitter, which is like the number one thing that I use, it's at Nick underscore Drinkwater. And you can definitely follow that one. I might annoy you with some of like the sports stuff I tweet, but I do think my content of my original tweets are pretty solid. Yes, I can corroborate that. Well, thanks again for coming on. Thank you for having me. And thank you for listeners for being the trusting listeners that you will be. <laughs> and I can't wait to listen to this and then the many more that come after this, because I really am such a fan of the podcast now. Thank you so much, Nick. Thanks so much for listening and thank you, Nick, for being on the podcast. Your secret is safe with us, we promise. <laughs> if you like what you hear, you can follow along on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at RTBP Podcast and join our listener Facebook group, Ready to Be Petty Podcast Group. I hope you are safe and well out there. As always, I'm your host, Tori, and I am ready to be petty. See you soon. Bye.